All right. Holy Spirit, I just thank you. Now, Holy Spirit, you know how much help I'm gonna need this morning. And you know, uh, I just thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I thank you one one quickened word from heaven can change a life and a destiny. Holy Spirit, we just honour you. We thank you that you're already here. We thank you for opening our eyes. We just thank you. Uh, we, want to, we want to see God. We want to know God. And we just, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that uh, uh, we thank you for your presence and your glory here. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I, um, I just think that, that I'm going to really, really race for the preamble, but... Uh, I just think in this day and age, like never before, we're going to really, I think this morning, just amazing worship. And I believe we're going from glory to glory. I don't feel any plateauing out. I feel it's just quite a steep incline. And I don't think there's anything more glorious than actually knowing God. And there's knowing and there's knowing. And so... Actually, the definition of eternal life isn't living forever. It's actually knowing God. It's, it's found in John 17, 3. And so, so I want to talk a little bit about that because it's actually, it's actually it's a, we need to know heaven's language, heaven's culture, heaven's priorities, as opposed to always making God an Aussie or an American or an Englishman or an Italian. That's just not how it works. We need to understand heaven's ways and it's not some sort of like vague misty blamange opaque sort of you know like you know feeling your way it's actually very very concrete it's very real it's a hyper real dimension that actually uh, when we start to understand and walk in that we can we can change history and so knowing God is a big part of that now uh, uh, if someone was to say Todd do you know the, do you know God do you know the Lord I'd have to say yes and qualify it is I know God in a similar way, I know the ocean. I know where it is. I know how to get there. I've been there a lot of times. I've swum in it. I've surfed it. I've gone, I've travelled over it. But can anyone possibly know the complete depths of the ocean? When people, someone goes, yes, I know God. It's like, great. Well, um, it actually says, and I'll quote this a few times, wisdom is justified by our children. Rather than just having a creed, we actually, knowing God should produce something. It should look like something. I mean, we know the fruit of the Spirit, but it says, it says wisdom is justified by her children. And so remember we said a few, weird, yeah, a few weeks ago, if you're gonna be weird, be powerful. Just being weird, just being weird. You get, you get, there's a lot of weird believers out there, okay? Now that God loves them. Names in the Lamb's Book of Life doesn't mean that they're doing an awesome witness. If you're going to be weird, be powerful. And I want to talk a little bit about that weirdness this morning. Because we, the Lord wants us to know Him. Because it says in Daniel, those who know their God will do great exploits. And I just think that um, that's, that's the Lord's desire all through Scripture is for, for us to intimately know Him and not in principle and not cognitive assent or mental agreement, but actually know who He is. So I'm going to start off with a with a... Uh, a Bible story about when you think God, you've got God in a box, you go, He will just, He will break that box. And we're going to start with the book of Judges and we're going to read a visitation that, uh, to Samson's parents. Then Manoah, Samson's dad, said to the angel of the Lord, 
What is your name that when your words come to pass, because I said you're going to have a son, he's going to be a Nazarite and he's going to begin to deliver Israel. Big, big statement considering they were oppressed by the Philistines. What is your name that when your words come to pass, we may honour you? The angel, and I'm going to hold this on the screen for a minute. The angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name? Seeing it is wonderful. One of the meanings of wonderful is beyond understanding. How come you want to know something that's beyond understanding? Yet we do know that God reveals a lot of his character through his names. But, but we, and we know that he should be wonderful counsellor, everlasting, everlasting father, prince of peace. But he says, why do you ask my name? Seeing it is wonderful. Next one, please. So Manoah took the young goat with a grain offering and offered it upon the rock to the Lord. And the Lord did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. Now that is a very, very mystical passage of scripture. And, and you're like, you're going, we're gonna have a son and he's gonna to begin to deliver. And this is the, these are the conditions. And you know, do you tell your relatives? Do you tell your friends? Who do you tell? So we just saw God. And because the Lord's already manifested as El Shaddai, you know, and, and Yahweh and, and so on and so forth. Because all those, those, those names of God revealed part of his character. Well, and, and the, 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 it was the, the Lord manifested to us as, his, as an angel. What was his name? He didn't tell us. Okay, how did he leave? He went up in a flame. And you, we're talking like when you've got fourth, I mean, at least fourth dimensional realities breaking in on a three dimensional word world, it's strange. You know, I was 18 and, and, and I was raised an atheist. So, so my mother was Church of England and my father was atheist and my, my dad did have a very, very definite socialist bent. Um, and so um, the, my parents had a big fight in the other room, which was quite normal. And then dad came and says, look, your mum and I have decided that you're free to believe what you want to believe because mum wanted me to go to Sunday school. I went one week and that week was all about Noah, interestingly enough. <coughs> True story. And, 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 and your mum and I have decided to, to, you're free to believe what you want to believe. And then dad put in the disclaimer, but I'm telling you now there is no God. All right, we've got to go now. That's how I was raised. That's how I was raised. So I'm like, okay, there is no God. Okay, cool, yep, got it. You know, all these childhood encounters, in, you know, like this sort of like, eh, imagination. All right, so anyway, so basically as an 18 year old, someone, uh, a next door neighbor, uh, uh, Jackie, now Jackie Hall was Jackie Hancock. She basically was praying for me uh, uh, without my knowledge, how dare she, um, <clears throat> uh, for about two years. And then one day, one day uh, my mum invited her around and we're talking about the fourth dimension now, you know, we're talking quantum physicists saying that there could be as many as 11 dimensions. It's still, it's still theoretical. But when, when that higher dimension breaks in, so she, she came around and witnessed to me and I'm like, so I'm at university at the time and she goes, open the Bible, God will speak to you. And, uh, and so I facetiously opened it up to Genesis 1, you know, Adam and Eve, <laughs> like this. 
And I opened it up and then the room got invaded by a cloud. Now this is in front of people. The cloud was full of light and electricity. It was like, like, like crackling electricity of power, light, crazy light, but the whole thing was, was, was I, I thought I was gonna die. It wasn't just sort of like I observed it or I felt it. I, I, it's like, it was like, it was like you know, uh, the old water balloons, is like putting too much water in it. You th- I thought I was gonna die. But I was getting filled up with love. I'd never felt love like it in my life. And my life changed instantly. I just went, I, my, I just had, there's an instant change. I went from an atheist to, <clears throat> God's real, this is, and I, I remember just like, I just, I, it, I left the room, I went out in the backyard and I'm going, you're real, this is crazy. And it took everything from, in my uh, uh, um, uh, teenage, uh, uh, masculine, don't you dare cry, let alone in front of people thing. <laughs> took everything and I'm going. And so, so if people said to me, what, what happened to you? Why did you? A friend of mine, because I, I witnessed him a lot, and it means full circle. There used to be, the Maylands now has, uh, they have a place, the restaurant, but that used to be an open beer garden. And, amen. And so, <laughs> shabababababa. There we go. And so, <laughs> and so, there's a big long table, all of my school friends, and he goes, we just went in, there. everyone's just talking about you. So it's sort of like, it doesn't make sense to people. It's this, this cloud of glory comes in and the love of God touches me and, and people go, the only way it computes is that he's had a nervous breakdown. That's what it is. His cheese has slipped off his cracker. That is why he's now like, and I'm just like, and anyone knew me, I just wasn't raised that way and I didn't behave that way. And so, so it's just like that fourth dimension breaking in and it was weird. But it was real, I had a choice to make. Was, was I going to yield to something almost unexplainable and weird and marginalise myself or run with the crowd which I knew I'd be lying to myself? That's the choice. I had to make a choice to go, I don't necessarily care what it looks like as long as it's real. As long as it's real. I've I got no interest in doing church and, and fingers crossed, eternal life insurance, and oh, I hope this works out. I'm not doing this stuff unless it's real. And so, but, but when you do go into that realness, there's, a, there's a, something that, a level that's hard to explain, unexplainable. How do you wanna know seeing that it is wonderful? We only know in a measure, and we've gotta be prepared to look foolish if we are gonna follow Him speaking into our innermost being. I wanna, exp- I wanna just read, a, 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 I've got a, we're gonna do a little bit of reading this morning because I want the Lord to quicken to you because uh, uh, His nature and that we can encounter Him. First Corinthians chapter two, I've actually taken just a few verses. If we can put that up, please. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. It's actually a hidden wisdom. You can't find it at uni. <laughs> you can't. I, I studied psychology. I was just, you know, like that much of a distinction average. Right, you got people looking like this. And it's, like, it's a hidden wisdom which God ordained. See, things hidden in, in the kingdom of heaven, things aren't hidden from you, they're hidden for you. They're hidden for you to discover. A hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. But God revealed them to us through His Spirit, for the Spirit, for the, for the Holy Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, 
There is a spirit of the world. But the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things which have already been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but by which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. This is the last bit. <clears throat> but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Here, <clears throat> it's, 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 it's pretty abstract, but basically is this. When you choose to engage the kingdom of heaven, the spiritual things of God are foolishness to man. Heaven is a superior dimension with a superior economy that doesn't make sense. You in the natural, if you want to accumulate wealth, you, you would hoard, you'd give nothing away, you'd spend almost nothing and you, you know, every time sort of like uh, you, you, you had to spend money on something, you'd almost wanna wear a black armband. You know, you're sort of like, and whereas heaven says, if you're generous, if you sow and give, you open another dimension of generosity to you. It does, it's counterintuitive. The wisdom of God. And it, does, it says, don't just give, it says give, give cheerfully. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a hidden wisdom. So it's really interesting because uh, this week I've just been contacted by uh, Columbia where I used to go to conferences and um, uh, there's, a, there's a real convergence going on. But, but what would happen, I remember the first time I went to Bogota, Colombia, Viva Miento, and you see this church of about 40,000 people. You walk in there and you feel that electricity. Empty building, empty building. I remember first going in there and I'm seeing all this Spanish writing and I remember, I, I recognise this. This one says Zechariah 4, 6. It says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Giant, giant writing. And then this on the other wall, says, Holy Spirit, you are my best friend. And you'd go in there and you'd feel such crazy, thick glory and overwhelmed. And we're talking like, like miracle after miracle. To the, and you'd get some people, they'd get healed and they'd go away to the doctors and they'd come back with a doctor's report and some people would get healed on the spot. Over and over and over, such a massive influence, such a massive influence. And I'm just going, wow, these guys are just, this is like Catherine Kuhlman level meetings. <laughs> I've seen this guy pray for people and a thousand people go down under the power of God. Now this is where it gets crazy. The building is so big with so many people. This guy, this guy was Ricardo, Pastor Ricardo. <laughs> he got thousands. And it, like, like literally, power, like, like lightning bolts of glory, power of God, knocking people over and, and, and whatnot. But the crowd, so he's going through the crowd, he's not walking, he's got a Segway. <laughs> Loosed! Come to think of it, maybe that's what Catherine Kuhlman had under that long gown. <laughs> I'm just blown away. And, 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 and so then the Lord brought me back to another influence of mine is Dr. Yongi Cho. Yongi Cho, God used him in an impoverished Buddhist nation, right? They obviously had the Korean War and there was you know, uh, a lot going on, won't go into details. But he was dirt poor and he started to hang out with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit started to teach him how to pray. 
just recommended to someone recently, the fourth dimension. Uh, if you haven't read the fourth dimension, get the fourth dimension. It is, he, he, through him, God built a church of 750,000 people. You get people burning out over a church of 100. 750,000, fancy visiting that lot. <laughs> you know, ding dong, your things like that after a month. You know, <clears throat> just so many crazy miracles. But, but when I was in Colombia, the Holy Spirit started to speak to me like crazy. And I, because every time I'd go to Colombia, I'd have a, I had a, a flat out vision and encounter that would be a major data point for my life. <clears throat> One of them, the Lord said, it wasn't like He said He commanded me. It, this is a really weird thing. It wasn't like, I just, I just started to see things. And I believe that, 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 see, I don't carry this church. I never will. I never will. I'm responsible to and for, but I know my lane, okay? And if, and, 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 and if you make poor choices in your life, I don't want you to, and we'll do what we can to, to help you not, but if you're determined, then it's be my guest. But just, you, you can't blame the Lord or anyone. People make poor choices, micro decisions, macro decisions. And, and, and so, so what happens is that, is that the Lord says the chair, if you, it, I felt the Lord wanted me to put together a chair on the stage to completely honour the Holy Spirit. That's what Yongi, he's got a, he has a chair on his stage. Now he's only went into glory recently, right? A chair on his stage that no one sits in, it's the Holy Spirit's chair. That's exactly what that is. Now the odd person has sat in it. They haven't been struck with lightning. Even though some people thought it was gonna happen. <gasps> Kids have sat in it. It's not a doctrine. But, the, but for those who don't know, here, here's the thing, is that this is His church. I, I couldn't, I, no man could do this. This is His church. You, to have a, a facility like this freehold on the edge of the city and many more to come, right? That's a, amen. And so, <clears throat> and so when, when I was looking for this chair, Rachel and I went down to McGill, and the, this shop doesn't exist anymore. It just sort of like just instantly disappeared after we got the chair, no. Um, <clears throat> no, it doesn't exist anymore, honestly. So we went in, we saw this chair and we're going, what is it about that? And he goes, it's called a Bergeret chair. So it didn't have the upholstery it has now, Bergeret chair. And because I thought it's a wing back. And he goes, not quite. It's a Bergeret chair. It is uh, French for shepherd's chair. Because the, side, the back and the sides are covered. So when you're looking after the sheep, you want your back and your sides covered. Bergeret. So I said, look, I wanna get it, obviously, because it was a mess and it's over a hundred years old. That's walnut, nice hardwood, right? And so, and it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's stunningly done. Then we went to get it. I'm looking, where am I gonna get the, 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 the material for this? How am I gonna find it? I'm looking everywhere. Now, this is me. I, you know, I'm not, you know, what are you doing? Spending the week in the old haberdasheries of Adelaide. Seriously, not my idea of a good time. Anyway. Uh, and uh, you know, like they, that's the sort of chair people go, you know, like a, a, a pool table green or maroon or something very barrister-ish. Or, I'm like, no, 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 no. Something has to be heavenly but modern that pops. It has to juxtapose the actual design. And then all of a sudden, and the guy, and, and oh, he said, look, when you find the material, the person who sold me the chair, he said, I'll tell you where to go. The guy's called Scott, he's on Unley Road, he's the best. So what happened was I found that material. I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. And I'm like, this is amazing. It's teal, it pops, it's modern. It's got, it's got, you know. 
And I turned over the name of, so it's a shepherd's chair, and I looked at the material and it says Royal Beauty. Okay. Uh, um, and so then I took it down to Scott to get uh, 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 um, uh, upholstered, and it took a number of weeks because like you've got all these little, uh, I don't know, these little uh, button, uh, uh, nail button stud type things, and they're made of, they're made of bronze, copper, and basically, they're from Italy. I mean, look, it's all a completely European chair. What, what happened is this, is that I, the, I knew what it's meant to symbolise, firstly, is the Holy Spirit. So this is His church, okay? When, when we do major decisions as an eldership, it's just, and it just is what it is. And so, so one of the things, it's meant, to, it's meant to bring glory to the Lord, but one of the things is this, there's too many, too many believers that have got a chokehold of a spirit of poverty and anxiety. Too many. Poverty is not a gift from the Lord. It is not. Jesus said, the poor you have with you always, because it's part of a fallen human condition. And I'm not judging people who, don't have, who are without. That's, you know, as long as we're passing through, if you know what I mean. And what happens, he says, it's to show extravagance, heavenly extravagance. Heaven is extravagant. So then... I remember, because there was something about it, because I'd already prayed over the chair. And then uh, um, they, they, they've got it in the window display waiting for me to pick it up. Now, the, the guy called Scott, can't remember his full name, he's got, he, he wasn't that, you know, sometimes the more artistic and deeper people into creativity, the less they speak. And he's sort of like, mm-hmm, more like, yep, mm-hmm, grunt, binary question, binary answer, grunt, mm-hmm, yep, binary question, binary answer, see you in four weeks. When I come back, he's quite animated. He goes, um, we put that in the display. Everyone that walks past says, can I have that chair? What is it about that chair? And I kept saying, it's not for sale. And they go like, like we're talking like, and, you know, and then shouting to him, <coughs> explaining what it's about, basically. And, and, and then I got, I got the receipt. I think the address is 333. Uh, Unley Road, and it's called Monastery Furniture. <laughs> now, you start to see God's fingerprints, but the, but the point I want to make is this, is that we need to know the Lord, and we cannot know the Lord except through the Holy Spirit. God the Father is in heaven, Jesus is in heaven, the Spirit of God is on the earth. I just want to, what I want to do is I just want to start with, uh, <clears throat> we're going to, I want us to, yeah, we won't put up a scripture, we're gonna skip a bit. I just feel to jump because we're gonna be sharing some of this in the afternoon. Um, okay, all right. So this is, I wanna, I wanna do some myth busting, okay, myth busting. So this is a, a subconscious narrative of an orphan planet and it's just completely wrong. And that's this, loving Jesus came to save us from an angry father. Oh, that's not my theology, but why do we, when we do the wrong thing, run from God? <laughs> because there's a subconscious, demonically driven agenda. I'm going to quickly explain, you can research it yourself, but basically is this. In the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, God came, lovingly came to a nation of slaves. He said, I want to make you a kingdom of priests. I want you all to come to me and be have an intimate not working relationship, knowledge of me. I want you to be a kingdom of priests. And they said, we will not. God's offer was of a covenant that we are offered in Christ. 
you're gonna be a kingdom of priests. I said, no, Moses, you go and represent us. And part of the was fear. But do you know, to know someone is gonna cost you something. Being married is amazing, but it'll cost you, you, you don't, it's, it costs you something. To be part of a greater whole will cost you something. It just does. I remember when I was a bachelor, I'd go around and visit people and do stuff. And cause I, why, why Todd? Cause I felt like it. Now you pull that stunt after marriage. How come you went missing for three days? Cause I felt like it. Why didn't you remember? Cause I didn't feel like it. You let me know how that works out. To be in a relationship costs you something. And then there's children. And so basically, it's true, it's true. You just be, just be ready at a certain age, nearly every statement will be followed by a why. Get ready, anyway. And so they were invited into an intimate relationship. There was a fear base, but they, they didn't wanna pay the, pay the price. So they chose, and the, the, they chose, and we know through, through, through history, there are covenants that are like legal arrangements, unbreakable. And what happened, they violated every terms and conditions of their relationship with God, is that they went with the lowest level called a vassal covenant. They become a, a vassal state. And that, see, see, God was, see, it is impossible for God to lie. God was bound by this covenant that they chose. They chose, He wanted a kingdom, a kingdom of priests. They didn't want that. We want this low covenant, get Moses to get the rules and now they are duty bound. They're duty bound, right? God is duty bound to keep His Word, which means all obedience would be punished and the enemies of Israel would be punished. If you have a look of the commandments in the wilderness, what they got up to was no good and they would get reprimanded, breaking the Sabbath, etc. After that covenant was given, we're talking capital punishment. Why? Because that was the covenant that Israel chose. God's desire, it says He's, it said he's slow to anger. God's desire was to drive out the inhabitants of the land gradually by hornets. But then that changed because God's people said, we don't really wanna know God. We want the benefits, but we don't want, Moses, you go and do it, because we're afraid, plus, and you start to have a look before you realise that God's got a temper problem or He's angry and Jesus is saving us from an angry father. You know, at this very, very moment around the world right now, there are atrocities taking place we have no idea about. Atrocities. You know, this is nothing new under the sun. Back then, Israel started to get involved in infanticide and sacrifice their own children to demons. To demons, sacrifice their own kids. And like you've got this loving God going, you've gone into covenant with me and they just, where well, I have to punish this and his hand was forced, but it didn't mean he was an angry God waiting to punish his people. And what's happened is that through a lack of understanding that's been perpetuated, is that Jesus came to save us from an angry father and it's just nothing could be further from the truth. It's, an actual, it's absolutely a lie when you have a look into it. So he wanted a superior covenant. Uh, and they rejected it. Now, what I want to do is this. I mean, like, you, the patience of God. As we talk, human sacrifice, especially infants, is taking place around the world. We live in our little middle-class bubble and go, uh-huh, it's happening. 
you think the, the, the patience of the Lord is not willing that any should, be, any should perish, but all should be saved and come to the saving knowledge of the truth. The things that are happening in the world are disgustingly dark. And, and as it says, it says God is love and He's wanting people to turn back to Him. So what I wanna reveal now, well, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal now is one of, apart from dying for the sins of the world, the major point of Jesus coming to the earth. Cause you got, you got, goes up in the flame, appears as an angel, here are my names on the top of a mountain surrounded by a black cloud. Here's some manna, here's some quail. It's still pretty abstract. How can you relate to that? And He's our Father, I'll tell you how. It's one of the major reasons why Jesus came to the earth, apart from dying for our sins, was to reveal God. He says, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Can we put up John 14, please? It's just mind-blowing, but you've got to get let this sink into your spirits. Uh, is it the one? Let's have a look. I think, hang on. I'm after John 14, 6. 14, 6. Yep, thanks. And we're going to read down to verse 10. Okay. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, the whole enchilada, let's be honest. Breaks it down into three pieces. I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now just, you know, go back to that. I, the Bible, the Bible explains it like this. In this world, it's like we're all sleepy and we're all blind and we're all slow and we don't understand the hyper dimensions. I've actually, <coughs> I've had people in my home group, I've had people in my home group back in the day when I was an influencer running home groups there. There was a, a young guy, he died. He went to heaven and hell. Hell is real, hell is real, okay? And when he tells the story, he would start shaking and crying, right? And he would, goes up to heaven and he just, he, he starts ex talking about the love and he's, he's tears like this and he's shaking. And then this, 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 he knew God on the throne says, you haven't received my son, I, I can't receive you. Then he goes down into darkness and he said, it's like being stuck so if you, he's describing it and he's like, and, and, and people go, gosh, are you saying that Christianity is the only way? Are you saying that? No, I'm saying Jesus is saying that. He's the way. You know, can you imagine rolling the dice and going, I'll oh, see, I'll wait till I get there. I wouldn't. You're talking Jesus. The only one that's risen from the dead. And he says, this is what I spoke at my mother's funeral. I am the way, the truth and the life. Pack full of pagans. You were there. Max, you were there, but you're on the inside of them, I'm not on the outside. And so, like they, no, no, no. I'm the way, the truth, and life. There's got to be a fear of the Lord. And it says, no one gets to the Father except through me. But this is, continue. Then it says, if you had known me, you would have known my Father. And so knowing Jesus is knowing the Father. Also from now on, you know him and, and have seen him. There's no mystery about the Father. You, you see Jesus, you see the Father. Yep. Philip said to him, <laughs> I mean, come on. Jesus would be like, Philip's like, McFly. I mean, <laughs> after all that, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Philip's like, <laughs> I don't know. He, he, <laughs> Now, he wasn't that bright, so he was obviously an evangelist. Anyway, so basically, <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. Sort of, no, um, anyway, no, no, no. Philip said to him, look, I know you've just said something, 
but I'm gonna ask you the same question because I don't quite believe it or I don't comprehend it. Philip said, Lord, look, show us the Father. Come on, it'll be sufficient. <laughs> That's what he says, the Lord. Next one, next one. <laughs> Jesus said, have, have I been with you so long? <coughs> you could probably insert that doofus and, <laughs> and yet you've not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? It goes to another level. Do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Did you know, you know the, 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 the woman with the issue of blood? And we got the, we got the, like, the you know, I mean, like, I remember like crazy music, mosh pit, and everyone's like, like this, and you know, you come out, you, you come out like a ball of sweat like this and you're banging against people and, and you will get injured, you will, you will, like, like this. And like, like that, they're pushing Jesus. There's a multitude, make the big day out look like a tea party, you know what I'm saying? And so like this, and all of a sudden he goes, someone touched me. <laughs> and they go, uh, we're in a mosh pit, Lord. Uh, you said someone touched me. And you go, no, no, I felt virtue leave me. That virtue came from the Father. People on their deathbed, the Father did the miracles. Listen to me carefully. Every time Jesus manifested compassion, the leper came up to him, someone who, who shriveled arm, and Jesus was moved in with compassion. That was the Father moving through Jesus. There is no mystery. He did not come to save us from an angry Father. He came to reveal the Father. Can someone say Amen? Every time. He'd go to people who were not just morally compromised, not just defiled, but they didn't know their left hand from their right hand, they're in such darkness. And He loved them. He loved them, and that was the Father. That was the Father. And you're just like, you start to see that. Jesus says, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so, so we've got this like, everything. you've got this amazing revelation of who the Father is. You wanna know the Father, study Jesus. He says, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, we're gonna to go to another level here. And can you imagine walking with the Lord? Can you imagine like, like these, I mean, <clears throat> you know, we don't know the full backstory, you know, it says, come and me and I'll make you fishers of men and they just left their business. Was there more dialogue? Maybe. Did they see the glory? Maybe. Then all of a sudden they're going, I think this is the Messiah. Like this is the, yeah, this is the, I think this is the Messiah. And, and they're, they're, they're sort of like, and then, you know, Jesus is getting a massive following until he said, eat my flesh, drink my blood. And, and then, uh, uh, it was pretty offensive. And, and, then, and, they're, they're, and then, you know, it's like, uh, Lord, uh, he goes, we can't, feed, we can't send the people away hunger, have compassion. Unless they faint on the way. All right, uh, well, uh, well, where are we gonna send them, Lord? You know, go, go, look, look you, you feed them. Whoa. Fishes and loaves. Jesus prays for them and they multiply. It comes out of a higher dimension. I mean, you're all going, you're thinking, I should open a bank. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, this, and the fragment, like, they're just, and it happened multiple times. It's the only miracle that's in every gospel. So anyway, they're just like, and then you've got like, the Lazarus, it's been, didn't say, it said he's been in the tomb four days. Now that, <laughs> it, I mean, they just, it says it, it's just, that's gonna stink. 
That's gonna stink. Now, I'm glad the Lord never called me to be part of a CSI group because you'd have to put a peg on your nose. <laughs> but he goes to Lazarus and they're like going, they're going, why did we leave it so late? You could have healed him. And the Lord knew. He's in the tomb four days. Can you imagine you've had the full funeral? Come on. You're at a funeral. And then, you know, the, the, comes, out the, comes out the grave. And this scene is just going, he says, I'm the, he said, no, 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 they're not going to raise in the last, we know he's going to raise in the last day. And they've put it out there. Lord, the Jesus goes, I'm the resurrection and the life. You're like, you're kidding me. This is crazy. I'm the resurrection and the life. And all of a sudden, like they're seeing this. Can you imagine being on the Mount of Transfiguration? And all of a sudden, like, 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 like this, you're going, this is insane. This is insane. <laughs> this, this is insane. This is insane. And then Moses and Elijah. I mean, they just knew. It wasn't like sort of like, you know, they had T-shirts with their name on it. You know, like choose life. <laughs> and they just knew it was Moses and Elijah because he's in the spirit world. We're going to build three tabernacles, three temples. This is amazing, like this. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, the father went, uh, okay, doofus, listen. Um, he said, this is my beloved son, hear him. And they're like this. And they're going, this is, ins- this is crazy. They didn't even understand the cross. They didn't. And so what happens, he goes, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to have to, I'm going to leave you guys. They're like, what? No, 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 no. I know it's been a pretty awesome journey so far, but I'm gonna have to leave you, but I'm not gonna leave you as orphans. Imagine the trauma. No matter how much Jesus tried to communicate what he had to do, die on the cross for the sins of the world, they just didn't get it. The trauma. And what happens is that in God's plans, things that seem going down actually go further up. And so this is where I wanna quote to you. This is where everything comes into it. Is a John chapter 16, verses six to seven. But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. Now, he's not doing an Anthony Robbins motivational talk here. That God is leaving you, but it's gonna work out. No, it's actually to your advantage. Because think about it like this, Jesus can only be here, now he can only be here, and so on and so forth. He says, I'm leaving, but it's to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send Him to you. We go John 14, 16 to 18. And I'll pray the Father and He will give you another, another Helper. The word here, alos, the Greek word alos means exactly the same. So basically, the Holy Spirit is Jesus without limitations. I'm gonna give you someone who's exactly me. And you go, now there was a spirit of crickets in the room then, okay. And I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever. Forever, forever, forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot see because it neither sees Him or knows Him, but you know Him for He dwells with you and will be in you. And you're like, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Now this is where it gets nuts. I'm going to, we're going to just, we're just gonna paraphrase the day of Pentecost. We won't put that up, but check this out. So God came to reveal Jesus. Sorry, God manifested as Jesus to reveal, the, to reveal God. Sorry, that was a bit of a dyslexic thing there. Um, 
And so he goes, I came to reveal the Father. Now I'm going back to the Father. Psalm 110, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until. He says, but I'm gonna send my spirit. Now, knowing God does go into weirdness, but he gives us a distinct pathway and that's this. You think about, you can read in minute detail, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all revealing different parts of, not just who, 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 what Jesus did, but his personality, you know? He said, let's just go aside. You know, when he heard that his cousin was beheaded, John the Baptist, he withdrew. He would have gone to his father. He'd pray all night. I mean, can you imagine seriously? He's so in the, just, he's God, right? And he's, and he sees the guys, they're rowing, man, three, four miles and storm. And he's like, this is gonna freak him out, but I gotta go to them. He starts walking on the water. I mean, that's crazy. And Jesus came to reveal the Father. But what we have is He's gone and we spend the, we got the Holy Spirit and you're going, okay, so now we're starting again, we're going back into the abstract. We're going back into the abstract and going, okay, so the Father's been revealed through Jesus, but now He's sent the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Because most of us have spent time, I feel like I'm talking to the air. I'm not getting much out of this. And what's interesting is that we start to realise that there's more hidden in the Word that we understand. Wouldn't it be interesting if there were multiple references in Scripture that the Holy Spirit is not just the promise of the Father, but the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. So you have this narrative chronology in the Gospels and now you have His Spirit with you. The, the same Spirit that did the miracles, that walks, walks in power. So let's have a look, if we can put here, Galatians chapter four, verses six and seven. Because we're taking things out of the abstract and because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts. Crying out, Abba, Father. Let's do uh, uh, Romans 8 and 9. Because you are not in the, in the natural, in the flesh, stuck in the carnal nature, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he's not his. his. You can, so, so you go, here's the deal. You start cultivating the Holy Spirit, hanging out with Him, the same Jesus in the Gospels is not only in the room with you all the time, but is in you. The same Jesus, by His Spirit, it is to your advantage. I now have no limitations except the condition of your heart of believing and obeying. That's the only condition. This is why we so, see so many crazy things because God goes way beyond our ability when we look to Him. The Spirit of God wants to manifest. It says, on the day of Pentecost, He poured Himself out in dreams and visions. And it was a fulfilment of the prophet Joel. You know, you go, all right. So that, that my first encounter with the Lord, and I had to be prepared to be rejected and mocked, but be authentic. Okay, that's what I had to be prepared. But pretty much, I probably haven't had a strong working relationship with either side of my family since then. And if I had the chance to do it all over again, I'd make the same decision. Because I didn't, they just, you know, sort of like, okay, weirdo, you know, seriously. And, and, and you know, the, the, a, a dream about this church when we moved into, oh my gosh, another dream to leave the Companion Club. And a word of the Lord, visions to step out financially by faith. 
visions from God to do crusades, to feed people, to like, it's a whole nother language, but you've gotta be prepared to look weird and get people offside, but we've gotta make a decision. Do we want to know the Lord or do we wanna be gripped by the fear and approval of man? Because it says, it says the fear of man brings a snare. And in these days, we need to know the Lord. We need to know the Lord. Can we put up 2 Corinthians chapter 13, please? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I believe in this season, the Holy Spirit is saying, if you wanna see more glory on your life, worship me, hang out with me, be friends with me. Do you know what you're doing? I mean, this blows my mind. The same Jesus in the, the Gospels is with you now. But what we do, it says, and I'm not, this is not an exhaustive teaching, it's an exhortation, to be honest, it's an encouragement. It says, don't quench him, don't grieve him. We don't understand what holiness is. We don't understand what Zion is. We don't understand what the glory is. And what happens, the minute we grieve or quench the Spirit of God, we reposition ourselves. Where's the power? No, 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 it's there. When we consecrate ourselves, when we spend time worshipping Him, the power manifests. But he's, he's, He is the one on the earth that reveals the Lord. And I'll tell you what, I know we are going from glory to glory to glory. We're seeing consistent flow now of healings and miracles on our healing rooms. I mean, no one's even laying hands on anyone. You're just speaking into a computer screen. That's not me. We had a... a, a, a um, I think Canada, as a baby, I, I, and again, because when you're doing it, or it comes up in the comment section, it just comes up so quick. And you're sort of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes you're doing it on your own, sometimes you're doing it with someone else. And there's like, there's like a baby called Claire, and I get the impression only a few months old, but all sorts of congenital birth defects and problems, and I think in an incubator, if not life support, right? And then you just lean into the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name and you go, you're praying over this baby in Canada. And you go, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over a spirit of death. I just speak the power of God right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, over this baby called Claire. Never met her, don't know her. It's like this. The following week when Susie was doing the, getting the, the, the messages, she goes, oh, <coughs> a quick praise report. Claire, who was on the edge, has made an insane recovery in this last week. An insane recovery. That's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. But the protocol is this. Jesus came to reveal the Father. He sent the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit came to reveal both. And here's the clear protocol. It's always the name of Jesus. The, 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 the contact point is His name, not the name of the Father, not the Holy Spirit. We commune with the Holy Spirit, we worship Him, but everything is done in the name of Jesus. It says that, that, that there's, there is no other name under heaven or in earth in which someone can be saved. I tell you what, I, 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 there's so much in this. We need to know God. We need to know God. There's no no God and because what happens is you start to, it's like, 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 okay, I know where the ocean is and now I'm in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Actually, now I'm over the Marianas Trench. 
And now I'm seeing things I've never seen before. I tell you what, he's amazing. He's amazing. I believe the Lord is calling us to a deeper walk with the Holy Spirit and we're gonna see an explosion of the miraculous. But I get this, like this, get this, I tell my dad about the, the visions and the dreams and stuff like that and he's like, it's foolishness to him but he goes, I can't argue. Wisdom is justified by the children. What, do you, what happens when you dream and get words about things before they happen? We need, the, we need much of the church to break out of the fear of men. We need to. The Holy Spirit is God and He wants us to know Him. Those who know they've got to do great exploits, but it takes time and investment. And you go, I've never seen the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Jesus. Yeah, the Spirit of Jesus, the exact same Jesus you read in those Gospels lives in you and is with you every day. And if we cultivate that sensitivity and you, oh my gosh, there are days, there are crazy days. We have the audacity to go, okay, let's look at time. What, what, is, what, what does time actually mean? Kronos, Kairos, what does it mean? And you start to realise it is a multiverse. The wisdom of God. God is not a man that He should lie, not the Son of Man that He should repent. He says, has He not said it and will He not make it good? Not because He just decrees a thing and it happens, because He's already in the future. But if we're going to go and be overcomers, in this season we're in, we're gonna to have to know God like never before, no matter what it looks like. And God will vindicate. God will vindicate. You could have been, you know, your, your friends written you off. I had, a, I had a massive circle of friends at high school. And like we're talking like, it's, it's like I got, I got, you know, like a, a lifetime pass to, you know, the deepest parts of Glenside. That's how I was treated, no, serious. Or a social leper. And you go, well, if I had it my chance all over again, I would change nothing. You get to know God. You get eternal life. You, 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 Holy Ghost. Let's get our communion out. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You know, um, I'm not a Facebook stalker. I know some of you are. When you just look up people who aren't your friends. But I was actually, I was actually looking, I think Fred Evans, he posts a lot of stuff up in history of, of, of paradise. He's Paradise AOG, Paradise Community Church and Influences. You know, any amazing thing. You, you look at, you, you, um, is it, uh, uh, what was the great Welsh evangelist, Jeffreys? What was the first name? Robert Jeffreys, was it? No, not Evan Roberts. No, 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 there's another, another Jeffreys. I think it's George Jeffreys. There's, two, there's one of uh, two brothers. George Jeffreys. So he, but I, what I can see, he, he wins a coal miner to the Lord. And the coal miner's life was changed. His name was Tommy Evans. And Tommy Evans was obsessed with the Holy Spirit. Always talking about the Holy Ghost. He would have a vision and he'd spend all day going through the, the New, Papua New Guinean jungle and find one person and lead them to the Lord and do a see a miracle. Then he had 
his kids, Andrew being one of them, who, because this man was obsessed with the Holy Spirit, Andrew, well, took over Clemsey, but it became paradise and was at the formation of Family First. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Anything that's amazing of a heritage nature in this state is because of the Spirit of God. Norm Macon, a Methodist preacher, after the seat of Macon is named after, a Methodist preacher from here, first ever a president or head of the UN Security Council after the war from this church. Ambassador for Australia to, to America from this church. It's the Holy Spirit. When I realise that every good thing that's happened in my life has been through Him. You get inspired, you go, Holy Spirit, I'm so grateful. Every vision, it was You. Every time you, uh, I, I, I made poor choices and I need things broken off my life, that was You. Jesus says, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, surely the Kingdom of God has come upon you. He does it by the Spirit of God. I tell you what, we're going from glory to glory. Who's excited? Who's excited? But today was about the wisdom of the Lord. We're seeing a lot of things happen on Tuesday night. That's why we shut down the broadcast early because we don't observe certain things to do with physical distance. You just said it. Todd, do you take paranoid check to be a lawful wedded wife? I do. We're going to see amazing things. Let me tell you something. What's happening in the spirit, you know what? We're getting too big for this building. The natural way would be, well, let's just go into massive debt and buy something else. It's not going to happen. What if the Lord gave us another building like He gave us this one? We're talking God here, but He just wants us to look to Him. I tell you what, Jesus says in Mark 9, 23, to Him who believes all things are possible. And when that realm of impossibility is on the inside of you, it is the gift of faith, which is also the Holy Spirit. The last thing I'll say as we have communion is this. There is a pattern all through Scripture that when you honour the blood, the glory manifests and the glory is the Holy Spirit. When you honour the blood, when you honour the blood sacrifice of Jesus, then the Holy Spirit manifests. Holy Spirit, we just thank You. We just pray over communion right now. We thank You. We thank You right now. We thank You right now, Lord the sacrifice of Calvary. We thank You for the, the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus. And right now, we don't look to our own righteousness, our own good works, our own, even our own character, Lord. We look to the free gift of salvation. We look to the free gift of sozo, uh, nothing broken, nothing missing. Right now, Lord, we just glory in the cross. We glory in the provision from heaven. And right now, Lord, this morning, we thank You for a move of the Spirit that we have never, ever, ever seen in this church, in this city, in this state, in this nation the great south land of the Holy Spirit. Bless this communion to our body in Jesus' Name. Amen.
don't forget, we have healing rooms this afternoon. So many things, so many good things are happening. So many good things are happening. It feels encouraged to connect on a whole new level with the Spirit of God, seriously, because that's what He's calling us into. If you actually put that time aside to fellowship with Him, you start, well, you'll start having encounters you've never had before. And then you step out in faith. Sometimes it's like it's a still small voice and then you step out and speak it and you're the megaphone. You're the one that has to bring it on this earth. I'm gonna close in prayer. Lord, thank You for today. This is the day that You have made and we just thank You right now for the realms of heaven. We just, Lord, I thank You. And this is eternal life to know You. We thank You for people who, that know You will do great exploits. I thank You for the spirit of Elijah. <laughs> the spirit of Elijah. I thank You that we're gonna see manifestations of the glory like we've never seen in Australia. We thank You, Lord God. I thank You, will You say for us to not let our hearts be troubled because Lord, You are sitting in heaven and laughing. And we just thank You for a great harvest of souls in Jesus' Name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Have a great day.